Hey guys, it's Pastor Rebecca and I'm here with Jonathan Price. What's up everyone? And we are coming at you today with another podcast and I wanted to call this one Hotel Reservations in the Valley, but I'm probably not going to be able to fit that whole title because it's really long. Um, but uh, I hope you guys have had a good uh, good day today, a good, good start to your week, good Monday. Have you had a good Monday, Jonathan? It's been pretty good, pretty good. Started at my new job and everything, so I'm enjoying it. Pretty relaxing day, honestly, though. Very cool, very cool. And it's I, I have Mondays off, so usually that's a... I try to keep it as pretty chill as I can, so... Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. So, um, the reason I wanted to, to talk about, you know, or the title that I had today, I heard a clip from Pastor Ron Carpenter the other day, and it's a clip that I saved on my uh, Instagram account. And basically what he said was, is he said, when God... Uh, puts you in the middle of hard situations don't pray to get out of it like don't 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 pray always to get out of it because sometimes God will put you in hard situations to to teach you things so that you can be a light to others because if you think about it we're called to be a light in darkness and so oftentimes that means that God will put us in the middle of darkness sometimes to be that light and to challenge us to be that light and you know one thing that God had to teach me uh, you know over my life before I came to rejuvenate I had been to a bunch of different churches I hopped churches a lot and a lot of it was because I was scared anytime I encountered conflict I ran from it uh, you you wouldn't think that with with me if you if you met me because I'm a very outgoing very you know opinionated person um, but I I hate conflict I do I hate it and I would always run from it whenever I encountered it at churches that I went to before but when I came to rejuvenate, you know, the Lord told me, he's like, you know, I'm going to, it's for real. I'm going to teach you about purpose because I ended up leaving my job and all that stuff. And, and I had to make a decision, you know, am I going to work through this? Am I going to work through this conflict? Because I, you know, I love rejuvenate, but there have been many times, you know, being here that I, I have been tempted to leave for different circumstances, different reasons. There have been you know, there's a lot in ministry that a lot of people, that happens behind closed doors that a lot of people don't see and don't know about. And it's just, it's, it's very challenging. You come up upon things that are challenging. And, and there have been many times in my life and in my walk with the Lord here at Rejuvenate that I've, I've been scared about things. Or I've been, and I've told him before, I'm like, I want to leave. I want to leave. And God's like, are you going to leave or are you going to work through it? And so that's what God taught me to do, has, has taught me to do is work through a lot of hard situations and hard things not to run from them not to jump out of them because they don't feel good but um he's really taught me not to live by emotions and we've talked about that before and that that's hard for females it's hard for anybody but it's especially hard for females because we have a lot of them we have a lot of emotions and and it's hard not to be led by your emotions sometimes especially certain ones when you feel you feel scared or, or or different things like that but you know the lord has really taught me not to be led by emotions because that's one of the first things that I do whenever I'm overwhelmed with a certain feeling. I take it before the Lord and I'm like, okay, I I acknowledge that I'm experiencing this and it's something I'm going to work through, but I'm not going to let it take the lead. I'm not going to let it guide my decisions. I'm not going to let it because, excuse me, there are many times, you know, in in life where you're going to be overwhelmed with fear, where you're going to be overwhelmed with anger, different things, and God is going to bring you through that I had something happen to me right before quarantine started that was very hard for me um it was very hurtful to me 
And uh, I pretty much uh, was done in a certain area in my life um, with some with some people with certain people, and uh, I, it, I God had to teach me forgiveness. He literally had to walk me through forgiving people and getting past the pain. Like He worked through it, you know, because I was just done. I was ready to 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 completely separate from this person. I was like, I'm done. I'm not. I don't even want to. I don't want to look at them. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to be around them. I'm done. Uh, and, and, um, the Lord in his grace, you know, I, I opened myself up to the Lord about what I was experiencing, the hardship, the pain. And instead of the Lord taking me out of the situation, he had me work through it. And a lot of people, I think, uh, in churches today, they, they present a a false prosperity gospel. Okay. Now the Lord says that we're royalty and that we have an inheritance and absolutely that's true. And, and God does bless his people. Um, but I think it's been taught a lot that if you encounter hardship in a situation, it comes from the devil, and it doesn't come from God, and that is a lie. All right, you look in the Bible. You gotta. It's great to go back to the Word and look at Bible characters. Okay, I will probably mention him in my podcast until whenever. But I I love Joseph. Joseph is so. Joseph went through ridiculous hardship. He was sold by his brothers. As a slave, all right, he served as a slave for years, and even serving as a slave, he was faithful to God. He had integrity, and and it's even said that the the headmaster saw, you know, Potiphar saw that God blessed everything that he did. So he was promoted to head of Potiphar's house, and and he ma- helped manage Potiphar's things. Well, then Joseph goes from one hardship to another. Then he is falsely accused of trying to sexually assault. Potiphar's wife. So then he goes from there to prison. I mean, you look at this, and and anybody that looks at the life of Joseph is going to say, you know, anybody that I, I feel like anybody that was in his shoes could have easily given up on God and said, man, God has left me. God does not hear me. God does not know me. I mean, I'm I'm doing the right thing, and I just keep encountering hardship after hardship after hardship. But one thing that I noticed about Joseph when I went back and read his story several times is that when he was moved to prison, he wasn't just placed in any prison. He was, oh, I'm about to, oh, I just love this. He wasn't placed in any prison. He was placed in Pharaoh's prison, all right? So God moving him was strategic. And, and being in Pharaoh's prison, that's when he, you know, the Holy Spirit used him to interpret dreams of the baker and the cupbearer, which eventually led him to be before Pharaoh to interpret his dream, which led to him being second in command under Pharaoh over all of Egypt. And in every single one of those seasons of hardship, God taught him. You know, he he taught him what it was like to be a slave, what it was like to work hard, hard labor, okay? So not only could he gain a good work ethic through that, but again, as he once he became a, a leader over all people, he would be able to empathize with people who were slaves if he was dealing with that, okay? Same thing for prisoners. Even when he was in the prison, he was still a leader, and he still managed things in the prison. I mean, they trusted Joseph everywhere that he went, but he was always in the middle of conflict and hardship. And if Joseph had said, you know what, forget this. I'm done. Peace. You know, peace on God. I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to fight. You know, if he had done that, he would have missed the opportunity that God had for him in the palace. And so, you know, that's the thing is God will put us in situations of hardship on purpose. He'll throw us in the middle of stuff. And because he wants to grow us, he wants to teach us. He wants, he wants us to learn through it and work through it. And our first, it depends on who you are because they say there's fight or flight 
And some people's first response is to run away from things. Some people's first response is to put your fists up and, you know, uppercut, you know, whatever. You know, so people respond in different ways. But but I think that's such a perfect example. Jesus, let's look at Jesus, all right? Jesus, the Son of God, had to go through the cross to fulfill his purpose. And he even told his father, he's like, if there's any other way, if there's any other way, please, like, I don't want to do this. But he said, but it's not my will, but yours be done, Okay. Jesus was put through hardship by his own father, who is our heavenly father. So to say that, oh, if you encounter conflict or hardship, oh, that's not from God. That's from the devil. That's such a lie. And it will make your life miserable because you will spend your life running from situations of conflict and running from hardship. And you're running from the very opportunities that God is using to to teach you and promote you. So what do you think about that, Jonathan? Um, I actually had a question that came from that. Do you think hardships help build your character? Absolutely. Hardships are not fun, but they do they do help build your character, absolutely. I mean, because you have to learn. You have to learn the fruits of the Spirit in that, you know, depending on what hardship you go through. Now, some storms, you know, we talk about storms. Some storms, um, some people say they don't believe that God puts us in storms and puts us in situations, you know. Um, I think God allows us to go through hardships. Now, there's some that are self-inflicted because we make the wrong decision, But even in self-inflicted storms, when it's our fault because we're in that mess, God will still use that. He says he works all things for the good of those uh, who love him, you know, and are called according to his purpose. So even the things that we do to mess up, God can still teach us through that. So absolutely, like hardships is, it helps build character because, for example, let's say that, let's say that you deal with, with drug addiction, all right, and you're having to battle and fight that. You're going to have to learn things like self-control, the spirit of self-control um, in that, you know. Or let's say, you know, you're, you're in a marriage and, and, you know, you can't, you and your spouse, like, you fight all the time or, or it's just not a good situation, okay. But God talks about what love is. You know, love's not based on feeling, it's action. So he goes through love's patient, love is kind. So you may have to learn in that situation how to love like God. And that's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. So, absolutely, I believe that hardships build character 100%. And uh, in hardships and everything, I think as well is that we learn more about God just because we, when you are in a hardship, you pretty, at least for me and everything, I just go straight back to Him. I'm like, okay, what to do? Like, let, I want to learn more about you through this because I know that you are the only thing that will uh, get me through this because your purpose for my life is greater than what I want to do everything absolutely and I just had a thought come to my mind and it just it just flew away from me maybe it'll come back a little bit later but uh but yeah you know <clears throat> and hardships are not fun I mean oh no hardships can be painful I mean there's there's all kinds of hardships you can go through you know there's physical there's emotional there's you know whatever there is but um but again I mean a great place to look is the is in the bible you know and God showed me this with with leaders and prophets in the bible uh, uh, like about a month ago, you know, I remember I was I was frustrated with God about a mess that I was in and um, and uh, regarding something, and I was just frustrated about it. And God told me, He said, He said I call leaders and prophets to messes because why would they be needed? Why why would leaders be needed in a perfect situation? They're not, you know. Why? I mean, why would leaders be needed if everything's functioning right? If everything's operating in right order? Why would why would a leader or a prophet even be needed to speak, you know, in that in that uh, circumstance? I think it was 
Nehemiah who built the wall. He he had a a burden, just a huge burden for uh, because Israel's uh, defense system wasn't there. You know, he had a burden because the wall was down and wanted to rebuild the wall. So. You know, you look at Elijah. I mean, Elijah had to face Jezebel and Ahab. And you're talking about some mess, you know, um, having to do that. You know, and even Samuel having to deal with Saul and having to, you know, I mean, if you, just look over and over again. You look at leaders in the Bible that, that, have, that were called to messes. Jesus was not called to, to a perfect. He even came and said, I'm not here for the well. I'm here for the sick, you know. He ate with tax collectors. He ate with prostitutes, all right? And it was a hard thing for Jesus because Jesus limited himself. A God who is limitless chose to limit himself, come to earth, all right? He he came in human form, which means he was tired. Now, he was fully God, fully man, but he was tired. He cried, you know. Um, he got angry. We see that he got angry, you know. Um, he never sinned in any in anything that he did, but he experienced real things. And it even says in the Bible that there is not a temptation known to man that Jesus has not been tempted with. So that's what makes him a great high priest. Hardship, temptation, overcoming that is what made him the great our great high priest. And so, you know, I, I, I say this because a lot of people's first, first response usually when they encounter pain, and I told Pastor this a while back, because he, he was frustrated about why don't people want to grow? Why don't people want to stretch? Why why don't why do people get to a certain point and then they stop? It's because they encounter pain. Because whenever somebody encounters pain, you know, it's like somebody that puts their hand on the stove, they flinch because it's hot, you know, if, if it's if it's a hot stove. Um, when people encounter pain, they see it as a negative thing and a bad thing and they they shrink back from it. And when God stretches you, that's exactly what it sounds like. He stretches you. I mean, he he takes you beyond what you th- of places that you think you can go. And while we hear that being said a lot of times with dreams and accomplishing your goals, but that's even in in, in you learning and, and being disciplined by him and, and and things like that. So, so yeah, I mean, p- people usually have a, a – and, and it can even be – I will say this. It can even be frustrating and confusing at times because sometimes when you encounter pain and you encounter situations – you know, you're like, well, God, it, it, is, it, it, you know, am I in the right place? Or, you know, if I was in the right place, would I not be experiencing this? And it's extremely important to be spirit-led. It is extremely important uh, that you are led by the spirit, that you have constant communication with the spirit. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me, so that, you know, you'll know if, it's a, if it is a situation in, in which you need to move out, out of. And God will confirm that, you know, as long as you have that that relationship there but so yeah but I but I want to talk to people that are in painful situations today or in their in hardships just because you're in a hardship doesn't mean that it's time for you to get out of it maybe God puts you in that situation to be a light and to be a witness for him and 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 to work through that hardship there are incredible things I will tell you this I've gone through some pain since I've been in, since I have have been in ministry, I have gone through some crap. I've gone through some mess in my life anyway from from stuff. But but just being in ministry alone was a whole different set of pain, a different set of challenges. But as I look back on it, I am glad that I went through those things because God taught me how to work through them. And now because I have worked through hardships with God, knowing that He's going to be there, knowing that He's going to help me, it really helps increase excuse me, your confidence also because 
there are times where I told the Lord, I cannot forgive this person. Like, I, it's impossible. I've had that come out of my mouth before. Like, God, this is impossible. I can't, I can't do this. And God has shown me nothing's impossible. You know, so there are things that, there are things that, that have happened that, that God has shown me. You think something like this is, is impossible. You think you can't get past this. You think you can't move on. But I'm going to show you in my spirit and my power you can. So... I think the big thing too, at least for me, is when you're in a hardship, knowing not to give up. And it really comes down to then is where you put your trust and your faith. Because if you put your trust and your faith in in the world and yourself, you'll always fall short. But when you have your trust and your faith in God and everything, you realize that you can get through that hardship that you're in. That it, even if it lasts for a day or it lasts for years you know you just it's where where is your faith and that's where your victory will come from that's such a good point because i can say this like a lot of a lot of times um we use different things to put band-aids on on pain and uh, we've talked about this in a previous episode you know some people run to porn you know some people run to alcohol some people um don't even run to legal things they'll just fill their life um, with TV or even or even their job because they don't want to think about it. They don't want to think about the pain. They're like, i got to drown this out somehow. Video games is a huge thing today that people use to drown. I don't care what people say. Yes, it's entertainment, but a lot of people use it as an escape. And the big one, too, is self-harm. Mm-hmm. Harming yourself to, you know, relieve the pain and stuff when, when we, you know, it really comes down to where your faith is. Absolutely, you know, and... And, uh, and the thing is, is it, go, it all goes back to everything, 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 everything starts with a relationship with God. That if you don't have that, I don't care. You can have all of the psychological appointments. You can have all of the money. You can have all of the people. You can have all of the resources. And you can still be completely dead and hopeless if you do not have a relationship with God. It has to start there. That's why you have people in Hollywood that blow their brains out all the time because they have every they have access to everything, all of the drugs, all of the sex, and they have houses in four different countries. They have all of this stuff, but they don't have the one thing that they were created and built for, which is a relationship with God. And you see them putting guns in their mouths and hanging themselves. And stuff like that, you know. And it's because they have everything but the one thing that matters, you know. But then you can see someone who has nothing, who's, who's who has no material wealth, but they have a relationship with God that's close. And it's like, and it's like they they're they're good because they they have everything. It makes me think of that verse though of uh, the person who owns everything, like could still fall short. And the per- so I forgot exactly where it is, but it's something along the lines of that, like the similar to the eye of the needle. Oh, it's oh, it's harder for um for a rich. It's easier for a, a rich man to go through. No, excuse me. I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, back up. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's what it is. Yeah, that's the verse. Um, I remember. I don't know if you guys remember the Invisible Children. I remember when I was in when I went to Clemson the. The Invisible Children came and did this uh, this uh, presentation in Tillman, and it was these guys that ended up going to um, to Africa, and and they were helping fight against these, helping support these children and help fight against them because the children were being 
um, stolen. They were being stolen from their parents and from their families and being taken into into the jungle to be trained into an army to kill and to kill other people. Anyway, I, I remember, <coughs> excuse me, I remember that being such an emotional story for me because if something was really eye-opening. These kids had like no food they 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 had to uh flee for their lives and and some of them had to support their own families because they didn't have fathers and it they did cry and they were emotional but then you saw them but then the guys came out and said these kids still are some of the happiest kids i've ever seen in my life you would see them dancing and praising god and worshiping god and i and and it's like how do these kids that have nothing have such have this joy and this close relationship with God and it's because God is literally their everything. They depend on God for everything. All right? They depend on God for their next meal. They depend on God for clothes. They depend, you know, they're they they live in a completely different country that's poverous and their faith is so much richer because they have seen the hand of God. They rely on the hand of God every day. That makes me think back to uh one of the moments I had in Peru and stuff is we were sitting there playing the guitar and stuff. I was telling them about this earlier, but I couldn't think of what happened. But it was just seeing the joy of the kids and how happy they were, even though they, you know, only only thing they had was a pair of clothes or two. And, you know, the children home would provide the meal. It was just like, man, they're so happy with, you know, nothing. And yet, you know, over, we can get upset because we don't have the our chick-fil-a on time we don't have this on time preach that because it's it comes back to what are you grateful for and where is your faith if your faith is in materialistic things you'll live in that world and it'll lead to depression and it can lead to places but if your faith is in god none of that matters none of it none of the material things matters because your trust your faith and your hope and that he will provide and everything and he will he will provide is in him and it like it says do not worry about where your money will come from your food your clothes where you'll stay you know just where do you find your faith would be my big thing that's awesome really quick before we close i'm adding on to this i wanted to say so in in terms of intercession we've talked about prayer we've talked about fighting against spirits you know um, sometimes that can be a scary place to be, um, just because if you, because God will reveal uh, underlying spirits, and it can be in family and jobs, it can be in ministries, it can be things. And I read, but I read in a book though, and sometimes it can make you want to leave because you're just like it can make you want to run away. But I read in a book that I'm reading is called Arise. I've mentioned it before, and it said, and it was talking to women. And it said, women, you know, you're created to stand up against darkness. Don't don't run, stand. That's what the Bible says. Put on the armor of God and stand. And there have been times where I have taken a stand against spirits, against spirits through 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 people uh, that were, excuse me, malicious. And I have prayed and prayed and prayed. And buddy, I'll tell you what, I've seen God do some stuff, you know, just because. But I think to myself, if I had left and if I had not stayed, then those spirits would still be attacking the church, still be trying to manipulate, still be trying to do things like that. But God worked through a vessel that was willing to stick and stay in hardship. So for those of y'all in hardship, intercessors that have been praying over stuff and you haven't seen it happen yet, stick, stay, stay in the hard places. All right. Don't move unless God tells you to move. All right. Because you can be in the middle of a hardship and be right smack in the middle of God's assignment for your life. That's good. That is really good. 
All right. Well, any closing remarks, Jonathan? I think I'd just repeat what I've said. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And uh, we will see you next time with another episode. And um, we love you guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.